With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is your girl, comedian, Arana Browning-Lopez. Welcome to the Truth Elations podcast. This is Truth Elations Tough Love Notes or Truth Elations Ghetto Gospel, because I do either one or the other. I give you some tough love to help you, inspire you, edify you in your Christian journey, or I share the ghetto gospel. The gospel broken down (laughs) according to my lingo to reach those that's meant to hear it, okay? This podcast is for anyone desiring to grow closer in their relationship with God, anyone desiring God's will for their life. This podcast is also for anyone who is a new Christian convert, brother or sister, I love you. And I'm so glad you're here and I want to encourage you because you have made the best decision with your life that you can possibly make. And I have been you before and I want to help edify you, encourage you and educate you in the Lord to keep you forward in your Christian journey. Congratulations and welcome to the podcast. Guys, if you enjoy this podcast and you would like to sow a seed of gratitude, you can do so by joining my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is Arana Creates, that's spelled A-A-R-O-N-A, Creates, C-R-E-A, T-E-S, Arana Creates, and you can join my YouTube membership, which starts as low as $3.99 per month. The average is $9.99 per month, and with that, you get various discounts, exclusive content, and member-to-member chats on my YouTube channel. You can also sow a seed via PayPal or Cash App, both of which, which are both of which is Arana the Virgo, spelled A-A-R-O-N-A. T-H-E-V-I-R-G-O. Let's begin. I left that wild, wild west. I'm from the wild, wild honey. And I'm never going back without that wild, wild money. This anointing deserves payment. You can skip that lame cloud chasing. Sending on the word got crazy hard like G-Stand for the Mason. I said he blessed those that bless me. Cursed those that curse me. Been drinking living water 40 years. Praise God, my Lord, I'm still thirsty. He blessed those that bless me. Cursed those that curse me. Been drinking living water 40 years. Praise God, my Lord, I'm still thirsty. Ah. Jesus to 
welcome, 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 welcome. A uh, whole lot of unnecessary nonsense. Um, we gonna get right into it because this was very interesting. Um, today's uh, episode is gonna be based off Ephesians five fifteen through sixteen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And, um, uh, share a testimony okay and then after I share my testimony um I'm just going to basically discuss how God has a way of doing things for us and allowing things to happen to us right and there is always another purpose for it and I will give you an example of uh from my own personal life and uh just something that'll be a, a good spiritual reminder to using your own life, right? And if there's time, and if I feel led to it, we're going to talk about uh, relationships in general, okay? Um, how this applies to, like, relationships and sex and other things. All right, here we go. Um Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to serve. Thank you for this opportunity to be gathered here today for whoever watches this in real time or whoever watches this on the replay. Father, I pray that today's message uh, helps strengthen them and edify them in you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. That's all my goal is for tonight, uh, just to achieve that. Okay, y'all, so let's talk. I was, uh, before I had the issue with the sound, I was all singing to myself, speak to my heart, Holy Spirit, message of love that'll bring new life. Okay, so Ephesians, Ephesians uh, 5, uh, chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. Now, I'm going to read the King James Version, right? But then also, uh, I, my Bible that I have on hand is the New International Version, okay? But... Um, bring it down here. Okay, so the King James Version is, See then that we walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Do it today. It's about being active and proactive, right? Uh, taking every opportunity to uh, do the right thing and do it God's way. So, for example, um, let's just say, here, we ain't even got to make it deep. For example, let's say you got a bad attitude, all right? <laughs> like, let's just keep it all the way simple. You got a bad attitude. Um, the, the moment you realize, or as soon as you can realize, 
that your attitude isn't as pleasant as it could be, right? That uh, maybe you view life negatively. Maybe uh, you view God negatively. Like a lot of times when things aren't happening for us or the way we want things to happen, the first thing we do is um, we we either beat up on ourselves, right, and, and, and talk down to ourselves, or we get to talking bad about God, right? Like he's forgotten about us or like his ways are terrible ways. And, oh, God, you always, been, man, why will oh, I got to go through this? And, you know, all those things, right? Um, it's more so about uh, going to God, surrendering everything to God. Yeah, my nails are terrible in this episode. This this is trash. I, I fell asleep for three hours. I ain't had time to do my nails. <laughs> um. But it's about going to God and surrendering everything to God, right? And uh, taking the steps to take action to transform yourself. Taking the steps to um, to clean up bad habits. Taking the steps to uh, really take hold of God's word and apply it in your life so that it can make a change and make a difference. Um, and what's interesting is, when I go into the Bible and read a few um, a few verses ahead in the New International uh, Version, before we get to verses 15 and 16, it starts off talking about uh, basically cleaning yourself up. So, you know, um, you know the things that you've done, right? You know what sins you've committed. You know uh, the type of people you allow in your life, right? And maybe the sins that they've committed because y'all be sitting together. Uh, we ain't got to get specific. It ain't that, it ain't that serious. It ain't that deep, but you feel me? Okay. So in verse eight, Ephesians chapter five, verse eight, it starts off saying, for you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Meaning before you, uh, um, before you got saved, if uh, you didn't start off being saved as a child, before you got saved, before you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you were in darkness. You weren't aware of who God truly was, who Yahweh truly was. Maybe you weren't even aware of who Jesus was, right? Well, once you get enlightened, once you uh, accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, once you say the salvation prayer because you truly believe in your heart um, that Jesus Christ is Lord, he died for your sins, and you, you want him to come into your life, save you, and uh, cleanse you of all unrighteousness, wash you in his blood, right? The moment you do that, then you become light in the Lord, and you live as children of the light. Well, we spoke about this a few episodes ago. What that really means is we're God's children no matter how old we are. No matter how old we are, we could be 80 years old. If we believe in God and love God, we're a child of God. God has created us. And God sees us in the sight of blameless children, regardless of what our sins are, regardless of what we got going on. Now, there are things that are displeasing to God's spirit, just like in uh, Genesis chapter six, where he's saying, I can't contend. My spirit can't contend with this, with all the sinning and stuff that uh, humanity was doing, the descendants of Adam, basically. Um, when we, and in the Bible, especially in the new Testament, uh, is very, um, explicit on what those sins are of what he's not really, uh, too keen on. Like, Hey, he's, he's basically, uh, on this, um, I, I want to break it down like specifically, cause I don't want to go through a whole litany of lists. Uh, I don't want to take away, uh, the, I don't want to take away, um, 
Well, I don't want to say that. I, I, I want to uh, encourage people to read the Bible for themselves, um, especially when we get to talking about, you know, uh, sinning and everything like that. Uh, I'm a, I'm a spoiler alert. I'm going to just tell you there's a lot of people out here sinning. It's pretty much everybody. OK. And we all have different things that we're doing. Now, the thing is, we're we're not to be slaves to sin. We're not to be um, purposely. And 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 repeat offenders, right? Of things that we know are displeasing to God's sight. We really should be uh, disciplining, disciplining, disciplining ourselves, and um, um, displaying a form of self-discipline. There we go. I'm trying to say it way too complicated. We're supposed to be having a sense of self-discipline and holding ourselves accountable. And we we should be so focused on that work and so focused on who God is and spending time giving him the glory and loving him solely because of who he is and that he exists, just like how the angels do in heaven. That's all the angels do all day long is give God glory. They're, they're, they're up there with him all day long, 24-7, and all they're doing is giving God glory because God is amazing, right? We on earth, we're his favorite creation, right? And our goal as his favorite creation, especially if we're claiming that we love the Lord, if, uh, this is specifically for people who are claiming they about that life, right? That's our goal, is getting ourselves to a place where we cleanse ourselves and we sanct we allow the purification and sanctification of ourselves for God that we're in a place where we're pure as pure as we can be and we're spending our time in the Lord our delight is in the in the law of the Lord we're spending our energy our effort day and night on the Lord and the thing is guys to be on that level right that's a self, um, self-starting, self-accountable thing. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can, nobody can do it for you. Is what I'm trying to say. Nobody can like if you if you want to get to know God's word, you have to take the time to actually read it. Nobody can read the Bible for you. I mean, and here's the thing. Before I say that, let me just take it back real quick slow it slow it up a little bit we go to church right and people are familiar with what church is and people are familiar with how church works if they've ever visited one before well when you're in church church is an opportunity for someone who has spent time in the lord right who has meditated on a word of god and relaying a word of god to people and helping them to uh, get familiar with scripture, helping them to interpret the scripture another way, uh, helping to remind them, right? It's, it's also a reminder of who God is and how wonderful he is and all the things that he's done for you. When you go to church, you take the opportunity to come boldly into the presence of God, right? And coming purely and coming honestly into the presence of God with everything and all your stuff. You're coming into the presence of God, right? And you're receiving a word. You're receiving a reminder. You're receiving edification. You're giving God glory. You're giving God praise. And you're delighting in the Lord. Uh, going to church, the entire experience is fully a experience of a delight in the Lord, or at least it should be, okay? Now, with that being said, 
as Christians, right? As people, and for people who aren't Christians, I'm, I'm saying this as Christians, people who are who saying they about this life, right? Our job is to take the time, the effort, energy, and discipline to do it on our own without church. I'm not saying don't go church. I'm saying in addition to going to church, in addition to being faithful, in addition to um, renewing your mind and, and transforming your life into the image of Christ, in addition to all of that, that involves a daily relationship with God. And in that daily relationship with God, you have to study and show yourself approved, right? And so what I was saying previously is um, I don't want to get too bogged down in specific details because this could go either way if I do that, especially because at the top of right uh, Ephesians 5, it's talking about sexual impurity and sexual immorality and all those things, right? Uh, in fact, we here, let's read it. Because I was trying to get to verse eight through fifteen, but let's 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 move all the way up to verse three. Chat, we're still in chapter five, same chapter, Ephesians five and three, right? It starts off with saying, uh, "You know what? No, no, let's start at chapter one. Let's start in chapter one because all the chapters have different focuses and everything like that. We're specifically talking about uh, redeeming the time because the days are evil, right?" Uh, not wasting time when you catch yourself in uh, perhaps a sin cycle or when you catch yourself not really being who God called you to be even. Like, even outside of taking sin out of it, just not being who God called you to be. You don't feel like you're living up to what God's best is for you, right? It could be as simple as that. When you notice that you're doing that, when you become aware that you're doing that, your goal should be to deal with it immediately, to not waste time uh, while, you know what I mean? Not making excuses to stay stuck in bad cycles or um, stay stuck living less than God's best for you. Right. OK, so that's the whole idea of that. Um, and I was going to share as as a part of uh, uh, testimony, I was going to share uh, a wonderful analogy one of my former pastors shared with me. It was a wonderful analogy of basically uh, how life works and how God does things. And I just want to share it with y'all so y'all can take it with you and constructively use it in your real life, right? But let's start with the beginning of chapter five. I wasn't going to go here, but the spirit is telling me like, you know, because I, I, I like to speak directly to people. I don't like to speak above people or anything like that. And especially based off of what I previously just said, I don't want things getting murky and unclear. I want to I want things to stay as biblic as biblically based as possible. I'm talking way too fast. I have to slow down. I want things to stay as biblically based as possible. OK, so at the beginning of chapter five, we in Ephesians, right? It says, in Christ, God forgave you. Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now, I'm going to stop right here because that was the reason why I got led to start at verse one. This one verse right here, first of all, sets the tone for the rest of the verse, and it also reestablishes what I previously said. 
once you turn your life over to God, once you get saved, once you uh, uh, start your path of salvation, and maybe if you started it years ago, right? When you get to a place where you realize, wait, wait, I, I did accept God as I did accept Jesus as my personal savior. I did get saved. That was years ago. But what I'm doing right now, how I'm living right now, I'm off track. I'm off track. I got to get back on track. Right. When you catch yourself at that place, first remembering who God is, that he loved you, that he forgave you. And then following Christ's example so that you can walk and abide in God's love as one of his loving children. Right. Um, anyone who does the will of God, anyone who constantly seeks God, seeks his face and seeks his favor. God views you as one of his loving children. That's the way God views you. Period. Period. And full stop. Regardless of how the world sees you, regardless how other people see you. Anyone who loves God, who abides in God, who is um, conducting themselves. Okay, in the image of Christ, who is trying to be more Christ like. And just as Christ loved us and gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sac sacrifice to God, just like Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, the way we give up things, the way we give up idols, the way we give up different sins, okay, the way we give up different um, patterns that are just not glorifying to God, that are, are just not um, edifying our spirits and not making us good examples to edify others. Like uh, holding ourselves accountable in that area too. Because obviously the way that we behave, right? The way that we display our Christianity, the way that we display our love, the way that we display who God is, because we're, we're, we're supposed to know who God is. Right. And we should be conducting ourselves as if we know who God is, as if we know who has the final say over our lives, who's the author and finisher of, of our lives, who is protecting us, who is keeping us. We're supposed to know and we should be behaving out here in these streets like we know who God is, like we know who Jesus is and what he did for us. Right. And when we are not behaving that way or if people are making us aware that we're not behaving that way. That's when we have to convict ourselves and, and correct and get on the right path, right? Okay, so um, bringing it all the way down, I'm gonna skip over that to get back to, this, to chapter eight, uh, verse eight. Chapter five, verse eight. For you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Shout out for, uh, for the super chat. Thanks, baby. I appreciate that. Um, you want to always pre uh, present and conduct yourself in truth. Um, oh, goodness. And, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Uh, that's a, that's a, a verse and it's a great verse to, to live by. There was something that was speaking on the truth. Uh, I believe it was in John, uh, John chapter three, where, uh, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, they also spoke on living in the truth, right? God, Ephesians is great child. And y'all know Ephesians is the verse that I go to when I don't, when I, when I know Bible verses, but I don't know which one it is. I refer to Ephesians. That's just, uh, <laughs> that's just the Bible verse. I put everything on. Amen. But we actually in Ephesians, the real Ephesians today. Mm -hmm. And, um, truth, 
God delights in truth. And when we worship God, we worship God in spirit and truth. Truth is a big thing. Truth is a huge area with God, right? Put a pin in that real quick. We, here we go. We going down to 15 and 16. And to find out what pleases the Lord. Right before that, let me read the whole thing because I don't want to confuse nobody. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And to find out what pleases the Lord. What pleases the Lord? Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Like, actually, actually acting um, in goodness. You know, making the choice to do everything upright. Making the choice to be a positive person. Making a choice to, to serve. Making a choice to, to be righteous. Uh, it's a choice to be righteous. It's so easy to be ratchet. It's easy to be ratchet. And I would argue even a little bit more fun to be ratchet. Not always, but there, there's some funness in, in ratchetness now. However, it's, it's, it's a choice to be righteous, right? And the, the more you constantly make that choice and the more you constantly operate in truth, the more, I would, I would even say it like this. I would, I would present it like this. The more respect that you build up, like respect credit that you build up with God. Like when, when we, um, off, when we act in truth and we offer ourselves in truth. Now, this is, this is a God thing. I'm not, I'm not really speaking on people. I'm speaking more so from the perspective of God. And I'm, I'm speaking from the perspective of my 35-year relationship that I've had with God. And so I'm just saying what I've experienced, okay? This is just going based off of my experience. Um, God will, God, God will, um, God will definitely speak to us as our father. God will definitely, you know, chastise us as his children. Um, but God will also, um, I don't want to say interact. <laughs> I'm trying to find the right words to, to say this. Um, but God will also um, deal with you like a close friend. I'm, I'm trying to keep the language very simple. God will also deal with you like a close friend. And so just like how you will talk with a close friend and communicate with a close friend and you're sharing things and you're saying things and your friend like, you know what? I respect that because you ain't have to say that. I respect that. And, and, and thank you. Thank you for having respect for who I am that you didn't try to lie to me. Thank you for understanding who I am and, and, and what I know about you. Thank you for, yeah, relationship. Thank you for, thank you for understanding who I am. Thank you for understanding what I know about you. And thank you for not trying to pull any punches on me. Like, thank you for understanding. Yeah, I, I can see all your business. I can see everything. And the fact that you're choosing to be naked and unashamed with me because you know who I am and you know my relationship with you and you know that I created you and I've known you since the beginning of you. I've known you since you was an idea. I have known you since you are an idea and now you are a full actualized being. And now that you are this full actualized being and you have this free will that I gave you, the fact that you are choosing, because once again, it's all a choice. The fact that you are choosing to use your free will to keep this so transparent, to keep this so um, intimate, 
child, I, I, I'm going to keep you close to me. I'm going to keep you close to me. I, I, I got some blessings for you. I'm going to keep you close to me. And yeah, you don't have, you're not going to have too many, too many things to worry about. That is how God will deal with us. And I'm just, I'm just relaying an experience of how God talks to me sometime. Okay. Okay. I said all that to say this. Even when you have that type of uh, communion with God, that doesn't, that's not a guarantee that things are going to be easy. Uh, even when you have that communion with God, that doesn't mean that there won't be trials to make you stronger or to equip you for where he's about to take you and for what he, what he has for you. Um, God is always the man with the plan. <laughs> God is not um, a haphazard uh, being. God is not a... A, a, a weird supervisor that just goes out the way to abuse his power to, to, to make you, to get you to behave and be a certain way. That's not the way God operates. That's not who God is. God is the creator. God is your father. God is uh, the end all and be all of everything. The alpha and omega. God is going to see you at the end of your life. Just like he had already seen you when you was a thought in heaven and he picked your parents of who you was going to flow through and, and, and be born to. He going to see you again. OK. And when that happens, you want yourself to be in a place. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Um, on earth as it is in heaven. You want yourself to be in a place where who you are on earth is congruent with who he created you to be when he started you. And if you got off track somewhere in your journey while you was down here, right, before you return to him, you're you're back in that place. You're back at that place and space, right, of who he created you to be on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I, I had to give him some glory real quick because earlier when I was thinking about today's message, just like hours ago, right, um, I was I was thinking about how um, God put it to me like this. Thank you, Jesus. I'm trying to break it, break it down slow. God put it to me like this. Half of the things we be tripping about on earth is, is, is a waste of time for real, for real. And I know I'm not trying to minimize, I'm, I'm trying to be very sensitive. I'm not trying to minimize anything anybody is going through. Please hear me and understand me. I am not. I am not trying to minimize anything. I know how real the world gets. I know there's trauma. I know, I know I've had a lot of things happen to me. Um, I know other people have had a lot of things happen to them. Okay. And so I'm not trying to uh, sugarcoat those things, minimize those things, none of that. I'm not trying to do none of that. What I am trying to do is give you a peaceful perspective about it because um, things happen, right, to put, us to, 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 to put us in a place where we become fully um, functional for in God's purpose for us. We were we were created for a purpose. We were created for a purpose. We were created to fulfill a purpose and to become the most optimized um instrument for that purpose. I think that's the best way I can lay to become the most optimized instrument for that purpose. That's all the things that we go through in life to bring us to that place. Now, follow me. 
we, we get to that place where we're getting optimized and customized and all these things for what we were purposed for, right? Um, but when it comes to becoming that, um, regardless of what that is, uh, in, in, in the process of fulfilling that. So let's say career goals, let's say family goals, being a, a mother, being a wife, being whatever, right? On earth as it is in heaven. What God was showing me earlier was um, it's already mapped out. <laughs> in, 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 in heaven, right? It was already decided. It was already a thing. Whatever it was, whatever it is, like fill in the blank of whatever you're trying to do while you're down here, Right? It was already, it was already a thing. And while we're here, as we become more aware of what his plans for us is, as we strengthen our bond and our relationship with him, we fall further into alignment of what that plan is. We fall further into alignment of what was orchestrated and mapped out. And see, the cool part about it is even when, um, see, because we be having plans, right? <laughs> and we 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 try to get things to go according to our plans, right? Um, but the cool part is when you really, really know who God is and when you really get your place into alignment where uh, you're, you, when you really get your heart into alignment with him, right? It becomes all about him and what he wants. It becomes all about him and what he wants because you know he wants what's best for you. You know that he made you, he created you, he gave you all your personality traits and everything that's in you. You know that, right? And because you know that and you really know him, it becomes easier to trust him with all of this that you are. It becomes easier to trust him with all of that that you have, right? And surrender to what he wants because there's a trust factor that develops, when, when God has been keeping you, that's why you have some of the storms that you have. Because you need those storms to know that God can keep you. You need those storms to know that God is a protector, a provider. Yeah, okay, so um, you can be in a situation where you lose everything and lost everything and people will throw you away and you will have people that make fun of you and you will have people that'll take advantage of you while you're vulnerable. You will have those things with people, but God ain't gonna never change in the midst of none of that. While all of that's happening to you, God's going to still be the same God, and God is going to love on you. He's going to protect you. He's going to keep you. He's going to find a way. God knows exactly where you are, and he will always send somebody. He will always send something, anyone and anything he can use, right, to help bring you out of whatever, right? And so you go through those situations, and you 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 get, <laughs> that's cute. I was about to say you get a revelation, and then I thought about, um, Something that I saw, uh, I've been enjoying uh, the ministry of, of, of uh, a certain preacher. And he always, you get a revelation. And I just, it, it popped in my head. It was hilarious. Okay, in two ways. Y'all didn't care. For, y'all didn't come for that. Y'all don't care. Um, once you go through those experiences and you experience God on that level, you get a revelation of who he really is. You get a revelation that he's a keeper. You get a revelation of what he's capable of doing, Right. And you you get a revelation of, I can really put it all in his hands. His hands are big enough. And, you know, when you're a kid, 
uh, for some of y'all who grew up in church, you'll sing songs, right? Like, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got, that's what we used to sing in kids' choir, y'all. It was, it was precious. It was cute. Memories. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. It's a cute song when you little, right? You get grown, you get out here in this world, people didn't do people do things to you, right? And sometimes you forget that. You really don't you don't really acknowledge that no, but God really got this. And there's nothing that I can experience that I can't give to him. So, back to giving it to him. You get to a place where regardless of what it is, when you when you when you communicate with God, when you pray to God, when you spend time with God and you put things in his hands, right? The resistance, the friction, the desire to uh, strong arm the results from him, the desire to navigate it or, you know, okay, God, uh, I, I prayed about this three months ago. Okay, where is it? What, what's going on? Okay, okay, okay. Most of that subsides, and you begin to enjoy the daily walk with him. You begin to enjoy the unfolding of the thing, whatever the thing is, right? Okay. Um, and you surrender to it. And as you surrender to it, and as, you know, things start, you start seeing the fruit of whatever you prayed for, right? You start seeing the fruit of whatever you're working towards because, you know, God may have told you to, uh, build a business. Like I'm just trying to create real examples. God may have told you to build a business. And so you're like, okay, God, well, I'm building this business and I'm doing these things and da, 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 da. And, um, as you're doing those things and you're on that journey, right? God has different things mapped out for you. Um, God may not intend for you to, uh, do it a certain way. God may not attend, uh, intend for you to overburden yourself in this way. He may have attended, uh, intended you to do it a different way that you didn't, uh, that you didn't even conceive of. And that way it would have been easier for you. Right. Um, just a number of things. I'm trying to throw out different examples, but the whole point of me saying this and going down this, this path is on earth as it is in heaven is really the model that we should be modeling our lives by as we walk with God daily on earth as it is in heaven. We want who we are, what we're doing, the people that we choose to be in relationship with, um, just everything, the way we raise our children, okay? The, the, the plans that we have from day to day, uh, even from like the smallest plans, like when we're you know making basic plans, you want it to be on earth as it is in heaven every day, right? We should be spending time with God and asking for a revelation or asking for uh, guidance on how we can be more aligned. Our earth self, our earth self, our earthly habits, uh, all our stuff, how we can be more aligned with how he sees us in heaven, how we can be more aligned with what he has for us in heaven. And that's the whole idea be, behind Ephesians 5, 15 to 16. And I'm going to read it from the, I like, I, I, because I, you know, growing up in church, I learned the King James version. So, you know, I'm more familiar with it. Okay. But uh, Ephesians 5, chapter, chapter 5, verses 15 to 16. So with what I just said, right? 
See then, we walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Do it today. We walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Well, what does that really mean? What I basically broke down to, probably sloppily, I pray in my spirit that uh, if y'all hear this a second time, it clicks and makes more sense. I really hope I didn't over talk it, but not as fools, but as wise. What does that really mean? Not being ignorant, but being understanding, not being ignorant, but being aware of number one, who God is, who God has been to you, who Jesus is, what Jesus did for you, how he gave himself up for you and how his desire is for you to exist on earth as it is in heaven for you to exist down here on this earthly plane, right? In the same image and in this, in the same uh, manner of what he intended for you when you was a thought from heaven and, and you became a, a actualized manifested human being. Right. And then the person, the, the, the soul, cause when we die, we, when this little stuff is going to fade away, we just going to be our souls. You you want your soul as your soul prospers. You want your soul to be uh, a representation of who's going to, uh, who's going to chill with him in heaven. <laughs> I'm running out of the vocabulary to say this the way I want to say it. Um, you want your soul to be in a place where who you are and 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 ugh, I was going to say how you identify. I don't even want to go there, child. That can be taken so many ways in today's world. That can be taken so many ways. Um, being on earth as it is in heaven, being aligned with who he created you to be on earth and also returning to heaven as that as in, in alignment with what he what he is going to uh what's coming in my mind is what he's going to accept in heaven um who he wants you to be when you leave here <laughs> point blank period who he wants you to be when you leave here on earth as it is in heaven. And that's like what he dropped in my spirit. Like everything that we do should be on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. Okay. We said all that. Let's make it a little bit more real. Testimony time. And then I'm going to share uh, something cool that my former pastor shared with me. Okay. So testimony time. Um, so um, I'll, I'll, I'll start with me losing everything. Right. Um God told me back in 2018, right, when when my spiritual awakening was starting, that he allowed me to uh, experience a lot of different things in my comedy career. He allowed me to experience uh, different levels of success. He gave me the opportunity to do some of my wildest dreams, right? Um, and he he told me I, I allowed that. I, I, I let that happen. I wanted you to develop the confidence in yourself. I wanted you to develop the confidence in your skills. Uh, so I allowed things to happen so you can get that confidence. But I also, you didn't, you weren't bringing me with you. And oh, thank you. Come on, Jesus. Guys, I stopped too soon. It's right here. It's, it's, it's explicitly in here and I stopped too soon. Okay, okay. I'm going to continue my testimony. Let me shut up though. Let me shut my mouth. Let me finish reading chapter five because it says it explicitly right here. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, he was saying I wasn't bringing him with him enough, right? Okay. 
So I said that I'm explaining that to y'all to say this. I'm in a period where I'm reclaiming the time versus 15 and 16 redeeming the time because the days are evil. I'm there now in, 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 in current day, right? This entire process, everything that I've been going through in the past five, six years has been about this. I'm going to keep reading and then we'll go reconnect and I'll finish the testimony. Okay. Amen. Praise him now. And so <laughs> that's 15 and 16. We're going to pick it up from 17. Therefore, let me read the whole thing. Goodness gracious. Arana, get it together. Okay. See, then we walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, because we, we're wise once we get the revelation. We're wise once we spend time with God and God shows us things and tells us things that makes us see what we went through a little differently. We're wise once we get in our word and we get a revelation in the spirit from God's word of what he has for us, what he desires for us, right? That's how we become wise. And once we have, you know, this is basically once you know better, you do better. What we Not as fools, but as wise. When you get wise, you redeem the time. You, you go back and you go, all right, you take an inventory, right? How have I been moving previously? What have I been on previously? How can I, with the new knowledge I have, with, with the new wisdom I have, with the new experiences I have, how can I move forward within God's purpose? How can I move forward more aligned with God's will on earth as it is in heaven? And I hope I said that in a way that I hope that. Okay. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. One more time. Therefore, don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. What is his will on earth as it is in heaven? Okay. Do not get drunk on wine, which I don't. Even as an ex-bartender, I don't. I, I will partake, but I don't get drunk. Amen. Praise him. But don't get drunk on wine. Okay. Uh, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. I know that. For, <laughs> I know that so well. Yes, it does. And that's why I don't do it, because <laughs> it does. <laughs> Memories. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another, me speaking to y'all on YouTube, me speaking to y'all in the streets, y'all speaking to each other wherever, we speaking to each other in church or wherever, in the mall, okay, at the doctor's office, whatever, wherever. Speaking to each other with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. That is Ephesians 5, verse 19. Speak to one another with psalms and hymns. Sing songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Where I'm in right now, 
redeeming the time. Okay, amen. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then that's the end of it. And it goes into other stuff. Talking about the instructions for Christian households. That follows after that. That's where we get into. Therefore, submit one another to reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands. Uh, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Like that's where we get into that. But before we even get into all that. God deals with us on a personal level. God deals with us on an individual level, reminding us of who we are in Christ and who he is for us and reminding us that, okay, now that you have this new revelation, now that you're riding with me, now that you're saved, now that you want to abide in me and you want to do things in, in, in the, you want to do things God's way. You want to do things my way. Cause he's God talking to you. Now that you <laughs> believed and now that you are, uh, uh, abiding in me and you believing in me, this is how you do things my way. And this is how you align yourself so that you're, you're in alignment with my will for you and my desire for you on earth as it is in heaven. That's the whole point that I'm trying to make. Cause that's what he gave me. He threw that in my spirit earlier today. And, um, since then it's just been like a, a lot of different revelations on that wavelength, on earth as it is in heaven. And he showed me various things, right, of me personally. I can't speak for nobody else. He showed me various things of how he's making my life uh, according to his will on earth as it is in heaven, okay? So um, I said that to say this, especially since it goes into, like, relationships and marriages and and the rules for Christian households. Um, So... Career-wise, let's stick with the career-wise one first because that's the one I brought up. Um, Everything got halted. (laughs) Everything got halted, blocked, redirected, a bunch of stuff, right? And throughout this process, you know, it's, it's been a little difficult to navigate because I know that what that's doing is God is... uh, He's redirecting me to use my gifts, but use my gifts for his purpose, right? Um, he's redirecting me um, to exist in the fullness of who he created me to be because now I'm 40 years old and now I've had an abundance of life experience in different areas, right? And I didn't go through that just to go through that. I went through that so that I could be able to apply the knowledge and wisdom from the things that I went to to help save much people alive like Joseph, you know, uh, in, in the book of Genesis where Joseph, um, he, uh, he, his, he has visions. His brothers are jealous of him and his visions. Um, they conspire to kill him. They sell him off into slavery. He ends up in prison for something he didn't even do. Um, and time was wasted. Years were gone. Time was stolen from Joseph based off of the actions of others. And they did it out of wickedness. But then when the opportunity came for him to uh, interpret the dreams of Pharaoh, that's when he was able to use his gift, his spiritually given gift that God gave him at birth. That's when he was able to use the spiritual given gift that, that God gave him and gifted him with. And because of his age, his experience, his maturity, all of those things that happened to him compounded 
to make him who he was, to put him in the position where he could even be in a position to interpret the dreams of Pharaoh and then become second command over Egypt. And then when he came, when he became second in command over Egypt, right, his brothers, who the ones who betrayed him, the ones who sold him out and all those things, had no choice but to come see him. They were forced to be in a position where they had to come see him. And when they came to see him, they didn't even recognize him, right? Because he had changed. The glory was on him. The favor was on him. He was older, right? And he was speaking Egyptian and all those things, and they were Hebrew. So um, when he meets with his brothers after the betrayal, right? And this is Old Testament, too. I I, I, I want to emphasize this, too. Uh, this is Old Testament. This is before Jesus existed, right? This is before the birth, the, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, right? So as Christians, and Christianity didn't exist until Jesus got here. I just want to, I'm just trying to connect some dots with somebody. Christianity did not exist until Jesus got here, okay? Before that, everybody was children of Israel. They were Hebrew. They were Jewish, okay? Amen. Um, Jesus his existence, his his life, his death, his resurrection is what established the first church, the first Christian church, right? Everybody who uh, were the founders of our faith, everybody who were the architects of the Christian religion, they were all Jewish Christians, just historically, so everybody can get that, you know, straight. Um, but... In Christian culture, right, we're aware of the power of forgiveness. We're aware of what God's desire for us and forgiveness is. But what happened with Joseph and his brothers was all the way in Genesis before forgiveness was really even preached about, spoke about, taught, and all those things. And it was the forgiveness that Joseph had when he came face to face with his brothers. And he was like, you meant evil against me, brothers, but God meant it for good. So I could save much people alive today. This was Joseph's way of saying, I know what you did and I get it and I could be mad, but God let that happen. God allowed those things to use me so that I can help people. I didn't just go through all those things because y'all are rotten pieces of, you know, uh, y'all some rotten SOBs. I didn't just go through that because y'all are lousy. I went through that so I could be equipped to help people. I went through that so I could be equipped to save people. And that's why y'all here. And I'm, <laughs> how y'all doing? Gonna get y'all something to eat. You welcome. <laughs> I didn't just think about myself. I went through this and I was like, yo, this is gonna help people. And ta-da, right? Okay, amen, praise him. Now, um, taking in that example, because what's interesting, the first time, uh, I even uh, heard this was when my ex preacher was was preaching actually a sermon on Joseph, I believe. Um, but uh, my life all always had a whole lot of parallels with Joseph's life, so I was always very invested in in that Bible story, right? Um, so with the career thing and 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 had to fall out with my family and all these things, I know, I know there's coming a moment that's going to be like that palace moment. I already know that. God didn't confirm it. I already knew, I knew that years ago. I knew it when it first happened. And that's one of the reasons why I've held on and, and been so deliberate because I know it's coming, right? Okay. But so what? It's not coming in a way for me to be, uh, for me to be a jackass, right? It's not coming in a way for me to be 
about, it's not going to even be about me. It's going to be about me um, taking inventory of everything that I learned, using my natural God-given abilities and skills to help others, to help other people get out that jam, to help other people, you know, uh, find life and find life more abundantly, right? Okay, so this is what I wanted to give y'all to take with y'all when y'all have experiences like that moving forward so that y'all, you know what I mean? So um, y'all can handle uh, trauma, disappointment, whatever, what have you, in a more graceful way. Okay, here you go. This is, uh, <laughs> let me get something to drink, hold on. Mm. Child, fruit punch sprite. Don't knock it till you tried it. Anyway, um, so there was, okay, this is the story. So there was a little girl and her father. And the father uh, was, you know, trying to get some work done. He was real stressed out. Uh, the little girl kept asking him questions. She was very uh, inquisitive. Daddy, what's this? Daddy, what's that? Daddy, what's this? Right. And the father is like, baby, I'm trying to work. Um, he's like, you know what? He went and got a puzzle and he gave it to his daughter. He was like, hey, baby, put this together. And so she goes off. She goes and sits down and works on a puzzle and he starts getting some work done. Right. Oh, praise Jesus. Oh, I felt this differently. I haven't even. Ugh. First of all, I ain't even heard this story in like 20 years, right? But even me sharing the story, it's it's doing something to my spirit. Okay, this is cute. It's, this is cute. Okay. So the father, okay, uh, sends the daughter off with a puzzle, right? Put this together, baby, right? The daughter's off putting the puzzle together, and the father goes back to doing his work, and he's getting his work done and all those things. And the daughter comes back super fast with the whole puzzle figured out. And the father's looking like, didn't I tell you to put the puzzle together? I'm working, right? And the daughter's like, I got the puzzle together. And then the father looks, and it was a it was a globe. It, the puzzle was a, a puzzle of the globe with all the countries and all the things, you know, all the continents, the, the, the oceans, and all of that. And he figured, because it was so complex, it was going to take her a long time to put it together, right? So he's looking, and everything is correct, and it's awesome. And he's looking at her, and he's like, look at you. He's like, how did you figure out? countries and, and 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 cities and stuff and she's like daddy she was like i looked but on the back of the puzzle if you flip it over it's a it's a picture of a man and if i could put the man together i can put the world together and <laughs> the father looked at the puzzle and looked at her and he was like with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not only was he proud of, of his baby, but the whole metaphor, the whole analogy of the puzzle story is this. Things happen in our life, complex things, things that it seems impossible to put together. It, it seems impossible to, to fathom. What does this mean? Where does this go? Fitting the pieces together. But when you turn it over on the other side, there's a whole nother thing that was happening that makes everything you went through suddenly make a whole lot of sense. It makes everything that you're doing a whole lot easier 
Because on the back of whatever was this complex thing was this easy little picture of a man. <laughs> that fire, like, like that little kid could put together. But what fell in my spirit, why I had to shout just a little bit, was because um, what fell in my spirit was he was trying to do his work. In this analogy, the father is God. God be trying to do his work <laughs> in our life. And we be interrupting God with our requests and our and our you know our things. Well, God, did I thought you said you was gonna send me a husband? God, I thought you said you was gonna do that. You know all these little things, right? And the guy's like, I got you. Now go over there and put this puzzle together. Like keep yourself busy, take your mind off what I'm doing because I'm working and I'm working for your good and I'm working in your favor. But take your mind off of what I'm working on and, and you work on something. And you work on something. Go over there and you work on something. I'm going to work on what I'm working on. But I'm working in your favor and I'm working for your good. But while I'm working on your favor, in your favor for your good, on what I got to do, because I got to do my work. I'm the father. I got to do my work. You being able to be successful in anything that you're trying to do is uh, predicated on me doing my work. That's why I had to, you know, I got excited. It's, it's predicated on me doing my work. I got to do my work. Let me do my thing up in what I'm supposed to do. Now, you go over there, you 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 stay busy with something that you need to do, okay? And, and just take that and work that, right? That just, that just like, I was like, oh! Because even the first time I heard it, I, didn't even, I wasn't even thinking it from the God's angle. God is working. He's doing his work. And... If you just get out the way <laughs> and stop focusing on his work and, and work on something else constructive for you, right? In the midst of you working on that, he working on that, y'all come together, it's a synergy, and it's going to be like, oh, it's, oh, you put together something co complex. God, you, you made so much sense out of my life. I felt like my life was in shambles. I felt like it was a mess, but no, it's, th this was divinely orchestrated, <laughs> Apparently, th this was always the plan underlining. Uh, my skin is peeling, child. I didn't use so many cleaners and bleach and stuff. Anyways, um, so yeah, it's, it's a cute little story. It's a cute little story. Uh, a famous spiritualist once said that God was a black woman. God is not a woman. God created human beings in his image, and he created Adam first. So that, that debunks everything. God created, God was together with the Godhead. God, God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. God was together with the Godhead. God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And in the book of the Bible, it says, God said, let us make man. And uh, people always say, well, who is us? Who is he talking to? He, it, The Godhead is God in three persons. God in three personalities. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They were all together since the beginning of time. When you read the book of John, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God. Well, Jesus is the living word. So in the beginning, the word was God, Jesus. The word was with God. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. St. John. St. John. <laughs> I said something deep, but then, you know, my heathen side came out. Now I got to make sure I'm right. You know what I mean? <laughs> In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. I believe that's John chapter one and one. Hold on. I'm going to consult the gospel. Oh, y'all got me up here. This then turned into Bible study. I love it. <gasps> okay. 
John chapter one, the word became flesh. We're going to end this once of all, guys. I'm tired. We child, 35 years of the same conversation. Y'all need to come on. Come on. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Um, I said that. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, sorry, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The word became flesh. This is talking about Jesus. The gospel in the New Testament is all about the chronicle of Jesus and his life. The the Jesus and his, um, the genesis of Jesus. Uh, and the book of John specifically talks about the genesis of Jesus from a spiritual perspective. Y'all know I love the book of Matthew. Y'all know I love the book of Matthew. The thing about Matthew is Matthew starts off talking about the life of Jesus from a gene, gene, genealogical, genial, his gene, his, 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 who he descended from, from a gene, genealogy perspective. Genealogy, genealogy. So I'm like, y'all know what I'm talking about. Who who gave birth to who? The his, it's, it's a historical perspective. Who gave birth to who and how he got here? His his family tree. The, the line of who he came. That's how we know he came from David, all these things. Matthew opens up the story talking about the life of Jesus Christ from a perspective of genealogy and, histo- and history. Like historically, who had who? His whole family tree, right? John opens up the story of the life of Jesus Christ, talking about Jesus from a spiritual perspective, from the beginning of time. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through all things were made. Without him, nothing nothing was nothing was made that has been made. I'm going to say that one more time. Through him, all things were made. And without him, Nothing was made that has been made in him. Life was in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That is the beginning of John talking about Jesus in the beginning of his life. Now let's go back to Genesis real, 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 real quick, super quick. First book in the Bible, Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless, empty. Darkness was over the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, y'all know we talked about this previously. <laughs> Amen. And how the spirit of God was hovering in the waters. Um, I uh, compared this to this cool like documentary I saw about Antarctica, the, the, the continent of Antarctica and how it was really formed and all the things that happened to Earth during the history of Earth, during the entire life of Earth that created this cold continent that everything is frozen and, and like the story of all the things that happened. And in the documentary, everything that they were talking about was completely scientific and documented because that's what happened. And uh, when I was watching the documentary, like Genesis was falling in my spirit. And, you know, I spent like some time with God and God like explained to me in this first chapter, Genesis chapter one, the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God commands the waters. Okay. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get too deep. I don't want to get too deep. Uh, in Genesis chapter one, verse three, God said, let there be light. So, and there was light. So God is creating the word, the word. God is creating the world based upon his word. His words became manifestations. His word became flesh. His word became everything. So God said, let there be light. There was light. 
He separated the light, all those things. Then God said, let there be a vault between the waters and separate the water from the water. So God made a vault and separated the water under the water and the water was above it. And so God called the vault the sky. So what we know to be the sky, what we know to be the planets and the, the everything that's up there that's not on the ground, the sun, everything, the solar system, everything was created in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 6. There's your reference. You're welcome. God said, let there be a vault. That's what he called it. God said, let there be a vault between the waters and separate the waters from the water. So God made a vault and separated the waters under the water, uh, separated the water under the vault and from the water above it. And it was so. God called the vault the sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. So the sun and all of those things created by God, the sky, the gravity that exists so everything stays up there and the sun don't fall to the earth and turn into some nonsense, all those things, the star, Orion's belt, all this stuff that y'all learned in astronomy class, all those things, it's right here, Genesis chapter six, <laughs> chapter one, verse six, okay? It's all right here, Genesis chapter one, verse six. Okay, amen, praise him. This is also why God was so offended by people worshiping sun gods. <laughs> How the hell are you gonna worship something I created in Genesis? What the hell is wrong with you? What, what are you doing? This is where human beings take their understanding, lean onto your own understanding. This is where human beings take what they think and run with it. Ooh, the sun is doing all this stuff. Oh, that, oh, that must be God. Look, he's keeping us warm and we wouldn't have nothing without the sun. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I created that. What are you talking about? How about you have a relationship with me first? That's what he said. Anyway, um, and then after all these things, right? Keep going, keep going. He's still making, listen, oh, and then I'm, I'm going to throw some more, some more fire on. I wasn't even finna stay there, but then my eyes went here and that, that wasn't nothing but the Holy Spirit. God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. It's right in Genesis, but it's, you know, I'm not going to be petty. It's Genesis chapter one, verse 14. Anyway, um, and let them lights in the vault of the sky give light on earth. And it was so God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. That's the sun. That's the moon. Okay. Amen. Praise him. God set them in a vault in the sky to give light to the earth, to govern the day and the night. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning and the fourth day. Um, yep. That's all those things. Yeah, I, I wanted to say this, though. God made the two lights, the greater light to govern the day, the lesser night to govern the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. Genesis chapter one, verse 14. Isn't it cute that people don't really read the Bible, but they want to tell you what's in it? It's cute. It's cute, ain't it? It's cute. It's super cute. People, want to tell, people, don't, people don't even read the Bible, but they, they swear up and down. That what you're doing is sinful because they got their information from some carnal person that don't even love God. Some carnal person that don't even have a relationship with God. Some carnal person who don't even read the Bible. It's, right there. it's in the first book. You don't even have to go far. Isn't that in, you know what I mean? We did that on camera. That was cute, right? 
It, it's just interesting. But you know what? I'm not. I'm not done making my little point. Let's go to Psalms. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm fronting because I don't even know what verse that is. I got to look it up. <laughs> it's in Psalms, but I don't know what verse it is. Let me, uh, like, that's where my heathen side come. I be knowing the Bible, but I don't be knowing. I be knowing, but I don't be knowing. I be knowing, but let's go to Psalms. When I think of the work of your hands, the stars, Psalms of David, Okay. Psalms of David. <clears throat> Here we go. It's in Psalms 8. Okay. From David, the man made after God's own heart. Just want to say this. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are so mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? David stargazing in Psalm 8. When I behold the work, it's, it's Psalm 8, chapter 3. I mean, it's Psalms chapter 8, verse 3. I said it backwards. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Thank you for having patience with me. Psalms 8, chapter 3. When I think of the work of your fingers, uh, when I regard your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moons, the stars, which you have established, um, what is man that you are so mindful of them? That's Psalms 8 and 3 and Genesis chapter 1 solidifies all that. But anyway, I brought that whole thing up so I could say the part about let us make man. I got off into some whole nother other because I got passionate. Hold on. Um, mm, mm, mm. Almost there, almost there, almost there, almost there. Child, it's in chapter two. Yeah, there we go. Uh-huh, there we go. Okay. Oh, okay. so at the end of chapter one, because mm -hmm, Adam and Eve is chapter two. At the end of chapter one, uh, verse uh, 26, chapter one, verse 26, the Bible says, then God said, let us make man. Who is us around it? Well, I just told y'all, John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. That was Jesus and the Holy Spirit. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Godhead. Let us make man. And this is the whole statement. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish, the sea, the birds, the sky, over the sky, the birds in the sky. And all the livestock over the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Snakes, uh, ants, all that stuff. Let us, who's us? God, the Father, uh, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our image and our likeness. Let's, let us make something that look like us. To rule over the fish, the seas, the sky, the so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. It's right there in verse 27. God blessed them and said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish and the birds and the sea and over every creature of the God. And God said, I'll give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth, every tree that has fruit in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts in the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give green plant for food. And it was so. 
God saw that he made and it was very good. And there was a sixth evening and it was morning. Thus the heavens and earth were completed in their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. God blessed the seventh day, made it holy because he rested from all the work of creating all that he'd done. On earth, as it is in heaven. That's our real goal. That's what we're trying to accomplish. That is what we uh, should focus on, aligning ourselves so that who we are on earth, who we are being every day on a day-to-day basis is in alignment and is identical with the person he has created us to be in heaven. When we were a thought in his mind in heaven, he created us with a purpose intentionally on a specific date ruled and governed by the stars is that genesis i didn't even plan to go there that was just that was a layup that was an extra holy ghost layup i wasn't even going there but yeah okay so uh on a day that he saw fit on a day that he blessed for his purpose right he created us and gave us personality traits skills fears weaknesses strengths all these things right set us out here into this earth and now while we're here Right. Our mission is to get, you know, to return him. We return into the Eden in the sky, heaven. Right. He always wanted us to come back to Eden. We was just on our own nonsense because we are people and we be doing stuff. OK. Amen. So that's what we doing. And our goal is to be in constant communication with him and constant communion with him so we can know what is that version of us that he created in heaven that he wants to return to him, right? And through communicating with him daily, through the guidance of walking with him, we become more aware of that person, that 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 being, that soul that he wants us to be. Okay, so I said all that to say this. Um, the puzzle analogy is a cool analogy, right, that y'all can remember and take with y'all as y'all are... You know, as you count it all joy, as you fall into your trials and all these things that you're experiencing, there's something, just keep in mind that there's something that's happening on the other side that you can't see. There's something that's happening on the other side that you're not aware of because God is working. Um, And so as you're going through it, lean on to your understanding. Just bring God with you. Keep God with you and have him um, fill you with um, with revelation and have him fill you with uh have him fill you with revelation, have him fill you with guidance, have him navigate for you the various things that you're doing. Okay. Like keep, keep God in the midst of all of those things and you can't go wrong. That's just where I'm going with it. Okay. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything shall be added to you. Uh, before I close this, cause that was pretty much everything I had. Um, I also, we will touch on this on Wednesday because this is already 75 minutes and I wasn't even planning on this being this long. Child, I thought this was going to be a 20-minute video. <laughs> I did. I thought this was going to be a little 20-minute video. Uh, so I'm going to introduce this and then we'll touch on it further on Wednesday. But, okay, so um, especially since Ephesians goes into the the Christian household, you know, the standard for Christian households, right? Um, I want to say... Okay. Uh, 
I want to save that for Wednesday. I want people to have more sex, and I want them to have better sex, okay? The thing is, sex was something that God created within the covenant. He designed within the covenant of a marriage. He designed it for the covenant of marriage. That's what the, the ultimate design for sex was. So in order to get the full fulfillment of sex, you should be married. Uh, I don't tell y'all what to do. I just tell y'all what God said. Okay, amen. I love y'all. Uh, I don't judge what you do. I'm just telling y'all what God said. Okay. I know people gonna be out there doing what they want to do and doing what they want to do. Um, I did what I wanted to do. That's why I'm in the shape I'm in. Okay, amen. So you know, who about to judge? I did what I wanted to do too, and I had a whole lot of fun in my foolishness and iniquities. But um, sex is designed for marriage, and. When you have sex within the marriage, it's better. I'm going to just say that. Uh, what I don't understand as a person that is participating in life like the rest of y'all, and I'm observing life as I participate in it like y'all are participating in life. Well, I don't understand as a participant in life how people are in relationships, committed relationships, and the sex is bad. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand it. There's no reason for it. I mean, I'm sorry. There's no reason for it. I don't even understand that. And... um. And I, I mean, from experience, too, because I didn't been in long distance. Relation- no, long distance. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. I've been in long term, long term, long term, long lasting relationships. Right. But I've also been married. Right. And I, that's one of the reasons why I'm divorced. I'll tell you that. Uh, I, I, she sure did. Yes. That's one of the reasons why I'm divorced. But um, from the perspective of actually experiencing marriage, having um, long term relationships, I, yeah, it still don't make sense to me how people can be in committed relationships and have bad sex. That doesn't make any sense. Um, what I, from my observation, what I'm thinking it is, is it's people who are getting together and uh, for other reasons besides really liking each other, besides really being called to be together. Um because, you know, people get together for all kinds of reasons to feel loneliness, um, you know, business <laughs> opportunities. It's, it's going to be a good look financially. Let's do this. Let's 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 make our marriage a business. All marriages are businesses anyway. But, you know, people that lead with making it about the money and the status and, and, the, and those things. Um, then it's like a social thing, you know, uh, because there are benefits that come with marriage, uh, not only just spiritually under the covenant of God, but, you know, economically, there's tax benefits in marriage. And listen, people wasn't uh, fighting for their rights to for the right to be married just because, <clears throat> no, there's benefits in being married, okay? Legal benefits, tax benefits, the whole nine. Like, listen, it's a come up. The point is this. Y'all ain't coming for all that. Um, although all those things are true, the reason why you get into a, a, a committed relationship and the sex is trash is because you don't really like the person. There's no way to really like the person to have trash sex. Like, that doesn't happen. And there's no way to be a willing participant because maybe you like the person, right? But if they're not a willing participant in the experience, then that's another way you can have trash sex. Like, that, that was my experience with my ex-husband. Like, um... When I got the, when I came into the full awareness of, but look, there's nobody but us. <laughs> like everything that I'm trying to do, I got to do it with you. That's how this works. I don't, I'm not supposed to go anywhere else and do this. And you ain't supposed to go anywhere else and do this neither. So we got to do this. Like, what are you talking about? And at least like make an effort. Like this is what you want to do. Cause what you're trying to tell me is this is going to turn into a prison sentence. And I didn't sign up for that. I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. I, I signed up to do this God's way. That's why I wanted to be married. That's why I didn't want to keep having 
uncommitted sex and non-covenantal sex. Like that's one of the reasons why I got married. I wasn't trying to just be out here. Because the thing about marriage within, I mean marriage, the thing about sex within a covenant and a sex outside of a covenant, sex within a covenant is teamwork. It's awesome. <laughs> y'all got to go. Y'all trying to achieve. Y'all both trying to get a basket. And it is great. Y'all y'all work as a team. Y'all facilitate the win. Okay? Y'all work together because y'all on the same team. Y'all on the same side. It's teamwork. It's, it's engaging. It's full contact. It's a sport. It's fabulous. Outside of a covenant, it's transactional. You know, it's very, you know, hey, I got to get this up off me. Oh, oh, uh, here, here, come, come do something real quick. Like, you know what I mean? But it's not, it, it, it's, 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 that's it. And the, the connection is even different. Like you, you can have sex to pass the time. You can have sex to, um, you know what I mean? Like to, to, to fulfill a desire basically, but when there's no commitment. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really it's it's really like a oh I have these desires and I just want to get the, it's transactional, and I mean okay you know what I mean it fulfills that purpose and that purpose alone but that purpose gets very empty because guess what your sexual desire is never going to go away it's never going to go away you're going to have it for the rest of your life in fact I saw an interesting quote of uh the day that you no longer feel horniness like when you're not horny you die earlier like you you were meant to to ride then listen man there's a reason why robert de niro and al pacino in their 70s and 80s and popping out children because that desire don't go away you gonna have that it's, it's gonna keep you it's gonna keep you virile it's gonna keep you alive it's gonna keep you you got to get that out and, and and God knew that about you. He first of all, he made you naked. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, he knew that about you. He designed you that way. But he had a plan for it. The problem is we don't want to surrender to the plan. We don't want to surrender to on earth as it is in heaven. The design that he had. Um, I'll show it to you another way. Because this was the way that he showed it to me uh, on something else. Um, I mentioned, oh, yes, I do want to discuss this. I don't want to I don't want to hold this for another day because I'm tired. My spirit is weary. Um, but we'll go more into this on Wednesday. Wednesday, I'll actually incorporate this with actual scripture. So right now, just humor me. But Wednesday and you can leave if you want to leave, too. I mean, because I've been in here a while. So y'all can leave if you want to go uh, there. You don't have to stay here. No pressure. Um Wednesday, we'll go into this a little deeper and I'll add Bible. Okay. I love y'all so much. Uh, I just, I, I want better for everybody. I want y'all to have better sex. I want y'all to have better relationships. I want y'all to have fulfillment. Okay. Uh, I used to tell a joke on stage. <laughs> I used to tell a joke on stage back when I was a newlywed, like the getting married is, is dope. It's exciting at first. It's, 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 it's all that at first, like the first two weeks, y'all, y'all, y'all screwing in every room, every corner, every inch of the house. Cause it's, it's exciting. Like, Oh, we married. We did it. Yeah. Hey, what we, did we use this couch? Let's get on this couch. Let's, let's do it. What about the lawn chair? Let's use that lawn chair over there. And how sturdy is that bar stool? Let's, let's get on. <laughs> let's go to that bar. Stool. Come here. Let's, is it, is it strong? Can it hold? Okay. Like you're excited. Yeah. Every, every, cause like, yo, it's, it's, it's legit now. We here we married. Yeah. Ooh, where that hammock at? Pull the hammock out. We ain't got a hammock. We need to buy one. What you talking about? Let's get it on the hammock. Like it's exciting for the first like two weeks, two weeks after that, when reality set in, it's like, is this the best I can do? Is it? Did I? <laughs> 
<laughs> reality said it like did, did, did I you know and 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 that joke was fun to do on stage right and it's but it's real life though um and the reason why you feel that way right is when you get married and you're not getting married with the full understanding and the full realization of no this person that I'm that I'm committing my life to no I really like them I want the best for them even if they're not you know everything like I I really want this person to be happy I really want this person to have the desires of their heart I want this person to have everything God God has in store for them. I want them to have all of it. And I, I really want them to have it, whether it comes from me or not. Like, I want this, right? Until you really feel that towards somebody, like, for real, like, a marriage won't be as successful, as pleasing, as fun, as all those things. Uh, and I'm just saying that from experience. So, uh, if you ain't married already, you know, <laughs> just take 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 heed of it. If you're married already, you, hey, you made your bed, lie in it, figure your life out. I ain't here to tell you what to do. I ain't here to, you know, you know what's best for you, and you should always consult God, okay? you Like, you and God need to work that out. It's none of my business. I'm going to stay in a child's place because it's none of my business, okay? Amen. Now, um, but for people that ain't married, go into it with that mindset. Go into it with that attitude because that's what's going to make it good. That's what's going to make it fun. That's what's going to make you want to try because, like I said, I don't understand couples. I don't understand it. I can't relate. I really don't understand couples that don't have sex or they don't make time for sex or they, I, huh? I don't get it. I'm really, like, dumbfounded. Like, I don't understand that. I don't. It's like, how? What do you mean? No one's forcing y'all to be together. Nobody's forcing that. You don't even like, listen, you talk to somebody who stayed married for 10 months. I got divorced within 10 months. Okay. So my marriage didn't even last. I'm saying this to make this point. My marriage wasn't successful. My marriage didn't last. My marriage wasn't successful, but I always had time. (laughs) What? What? What do you mean? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not that y'all got all that time. Y'all live together. I mean, it's really not that hard and complicated. It's not. So what complicated part comes in is when you don't really like who you with. Like there's like, oh, we've been doing this, we've been together this all this time, and you always okay. So something is wrong with you, or something is wrong with them, and y'all need to go and and and, and fix that because there's no reason why just being it within each other's company that y'all would want to create something. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. <laughs> This next go round when I get married again, I just want somebody that appreciates my creativity, god dang it. Because I gave my husband the Coven to America experience. <laughs> I tried to recreate that. And honey, it just went all over the head. He didn't he didn't understand that. Like, I mean, I knew he was raised Spanish and everything like that, but I figured everybody's saying coming to America, okay? It was a very popular movie. But honey, he didn't <laughs> he appreciated the nakedness. But who don't appreciate boobs and net and nudity? You feel me? But like I get, I had the flowers going all the way to the bathroom and stuff, so I could like bathe him and stuff. He didn't get it. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it was fun to set up. It was fun to create. I got fulfillment out of that. But um, if I'm real, it it was it was it was it was kind of disappointing though because he didn't get it. Like if he would have got it, that would have been hot. Like that would have been, you know, he could have played into it. You know what I'm saying? He would have turned into Prince Akeem a little bit. That would have been better. You know, listen, I've said too much. Anyways, um, 
I just, I, I just say, I'm gonna say this to say, I don't understand. Um, I don't understand people that don't like each other that have bad sex or don't make time for sex and they're in committed relationships. That makes no sense to me. You can always be single. Singleness is lit. Like I'm, I'm, I'm listen, man, I'm an advocate. I'm trying to tell y'all it's awesome. <laughs> you can save yourself time from all kind of unnecessarily, uh, unnecessary foolishness. But when you get in a committed partnership, like I said, it's teamwork. Y'all, y'all are on the team and, and check this out. I'm the, listen, man. <laughs> Cause I mean, you got to understand the nature of a man. And men are very biological. They're very, they're, they're going to always be ready. Okay. And if you're a female like me and you're always ready as well, that's going to be great. But even if he, you're ready and he on that, oh, I got to work. I will get it from myself in front of your face. I don't care. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't go without. What do you mean? What are you saying? Stop it. Nonsense. Nonsense, guys. Nonsense. I don't like it. I'll stop living in that darkness. Especially if you're a Christian. You serve a good God who loves you, who wants you to experience those things. It's his gift to you. But don't, don't steal the gift. Do the gift the right way. And, and, and listen, man, I'm putting myself on the table, too, because I've stolen the gift. I've, 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 I've not always had sex in marriage, okay? Uh, I've been out here in these streets 20 years, and uh, I wasn't married. <laughs> I'd have 20 years of experience um, and, and 10 months of married experience. But to, to make it right with the Lord, I've been celibate, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, long spurts of celibacy since my divorce, like repeatedly. Like I didn't, I didn't get into nothing for almost a year, like sexually, for almost a year after I was divorced. And then after about a year, you know, I went back to some old partners because it was familiar. We had already, you know, did that. We already knew we, we already knew each other biblically in that way. Um, but like for a year, I was like, no, no, because I already, like I already was out here. That was one of the reasons why I got married. It didn't work, and that sucks. But to repeat the same cycle that got me in the shape that I'm in, nah. And then. <laughs> I entertained something that <laughs> made it worse. And after what I've experienced, after entertaining something that made it worse, I'm really, listen, now I'm I'm super 10 toes down and wait on God, okay? Because half of the things that I experienced even in the past five years, had I just waited on God, child, I wouldn't have, it's just, but God made me go through that because he, <laughs> he wanted to make sure that I stopped taking my fate into my own hands in that regard. He wanted to make sure that I stopped playing in his face in that regard. Like he did. Yes, he did. Because child, <sighs> I used to be ashamed of myself, but I'm, I'm better now. Okay. Uh, I didn't mean, <laughs> I meant to touch on that, but we're going to talk about more on Wednesday. Oh, this part, the, the part that I said, my spirit can't take it no more. Um, for those that are in waiting, right? For those that are waiting on God, for those that are uh, in that place where you are um, desiring to enter marriage, you're just not there yet, right? The prayer is this or better, God. I've said it before. Um, but people don't believe fat meat is fat meat is greasy, and I don't, I don't know what level of faith people are working and operating with. I, I I don't know, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. What I'm saying is, if I don't know you personally, if I don't know you personally, I don't know 
what level of faith you operate on. I don't know how intimate you are with God. I don't know how much you trust God. I don't know what your life experience has led you to believe about God. And I don't know what your, shoot, depending on where you went to church, you feel me? I don't know what your Christian experience has led you to believe about God or any of those things. I don't know those things about you. So what I'm saying is um, I, I, I can't really, spirituality is so personal, you guys. And oftentimes, I don't know how or why, but we have this human tendency, all of us, we have this human tendency to try to allow people to quarterback our relationship with God. And that's not going to, that doesn't work. That does not work. It's, it's an individual thing. Okay. But for people that's desiring a relationship, the prayer is always, it is always, has always been and should always be this or better God. So when you come to God and you're, um, you're desiring a spouse and you're letting God know, hey, I'm really ready. I'm serious. And God, I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you pick it on earth as it is in heaven. I'm going to let you do this, right? The way God starts to move, and, and I'm going to speak from personal experience. I'm going to give my testimony. The way God starts to move is God starts preparing you because God starts showing you how he sees you the type of wife he sees you, if you're a wife, the type of husband he sees you, if you're a husband, right? God starts with you first. Then God, right, will uh, present things that are in alignment with how he sees you. And who, if you're a woman, who he sees you as a suitable helper for, right? If you're a man, uh, who he sees you as a covering for, because you're a husband, you're going to cover your wife, right? Um, God will present that to the man. God will present that to the woman, right? Okay. So what God does not do is disrespect free will. Like I said, I said this before, but I'm trying to say it again and say it slower because I want people to really get this. I think, um, especially in this internet space, I think the internet space makes things a lot, a lot different. But in this internet space, you know, there's so much content everywhere about, you know, twin flames and kingdom spouse and all those things. I'm just trying to tell people what God said, okay? And once again, um, the relationship with God is a personal thing, and nobody can quarterback that relationship for you, right? And it's going to be done according to your faith, be it done according to your faith, right? Okay, so... The prayer is always this or better, God. So what does that really mean uh, to break it down a little further? Once you uh, reveal to God the desires of your heart, right? Whatever they are, right? God gets to work like the puzzle. God gets to work. God is working on your behalf. God is working, right? Um, but God is also working with the intention to align you with what he has in mind for you. So uh, speaking from my personal experience, uh, what God will do is present things, right? And pr God presents it either as a practice or as the beginning stages of what he's putting together for you. It's going to be one or the other because, because God doesn't disrespect free will, right? Everybody got to be involved Everybody has to be consenting in this equation. You feel me? And it's a man that finds a wife, finds a good thing, and finds favor with the Lord. That's Proverbs, right? So um, 
everybody has to be equal contributors in this coming together. And so if it's not equally yoked, if everybody isn't an equal contributor in this coming together, it's this or better God. Because what happens is, like I said, you make your desires known to God and then God starts working on your behalf and God starts lining you up with what he has in mind for you because God created you with a purpose and he's going to align you with somebody who's going to be connected to that purpose. Somebody who uh, will be instrumental in that purpose, right? Now, based off of what's going on in the situation, God is either preparing you for that person because it could be that person if that if everything is in alignment and that's his will and 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 the person's free will is is with the will all those things it's all those factors right he's either preparing you for that person or this person is practiced for who he's preparing you for the way god presented it to me was um you know we say we want husbands we say we want wives we say we're ready to be kingdom spouses but do we really know how to love in a kingdom way do we really know how to exhibit the type of love that he desires us to have for that spouse. You know, God ain't finna do all this work on your behalf to bring you somebody for you to mistreat them. That's not the way this works. God is not going to do all this work to bring somebody on your behalf for you not to love them. Cause this is going to be one of his sons or daughters. You see what I'm saying? This is, we talking about, this is kingdom love. We're all his children. Okay. All his children coming together for his purpose. So this is kingdom love. He's not going to, um, he's not going to uh, allow you <laughs> to love on his other kids haphazardly. You know what I'm saying? Um, to to that that's not the type of love that he's putting together. That's not God ordained love. Love where you just are mistreating and. You don't know how to, um, what am I trying to say? You don't know how to display Christianity, basically, like to really live according to the tenets of Jesus Christ and love your neighbor as yourself for real and, and, and give that grace and extend that grace to your spouse. And it will require you to love them in a more delicate way because we're people, we're delicate. We have all kinds of things we dealing with, right? Okay. So God is going to prepare you for that. God is going to give you spiritual training in that you and him as y'all are abiding in each other right during this process of you coming together with a god-ordained spouse now free will free will god doesn't violate anybody's free will so what god does is as he's showing you how to love if you're a woman right as he's showing you how to love on one of his sons right He's showing you how to do it and getting you prepared so that by the time one of his sons comes to you like, hey, baby, blah, 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 let's build a life together. God told me you my wife and blah, 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 and boom, 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 right? Whoever, which one of his sons that is, you're already ready. And vice versa in the same example as if you're a, a man looking for a wife, God is going to work on you first and prepare you and 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 put you in circumstances and and show things to you to help you really exemplify and exhibit that forgiveness uh for you to really uh display and exemplify 
uh, a love that keeps no record of wrongs, like all of those things. Like he's going to work with you on that uh, outside of her, preparing her for whoever she is. He's going to work with you on that, right? And then as he is preparing you, you're getting this practice out on whatever, one of his daughters, right? Um, and whoever is the, the woman of your heart who you found that is a good thing for what he's revealed that his purpose is for you, right? Because we're, we're doing things according to God's will, according to God's purpose, and the man is seeking a helpmate. And only that man can decide what's a suitable helpmate. Like Adam decided what's a suitable helper. That's, that's his call. We can't take his call. That's his call, ladies. That's his call. Okay, so if you're a man in that situation while he's doing that and, and working on you in that way and then you find that suitable helper, whoever, whomever she is, when y'all make it official or do what y'all doing, it's already been... Um, uh, <laughs> created came in my mind but that's not the word I want uh, incubated I think is where I'm going with this because I was thinking of like an incubator it was, it was already prepped prepped that was the word I was looking for guys it's time for me to go to sleep it's I, even though I had a three hour nap it's time for me to go back to sleep it's already been prepped does that make sense spiritually prepped it's, it's spiritual preparation the prayer is always this or better God um, God has the final say and that final say will never interfere with anybody's free will so it's never about uh, having the idea of a partner and um, putting our interpretation on who they are to us, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No, no, no. It's it's enjoying the process and, and surrendering to the process of God taking you through it. Because when it's a God thing, God is building this for success. He's not building it to crumble. He's He's building it for success. So sometimes it takes the time that God, takes you know what i mean and then depending on what the the purpose is you know it's swift it's fast but that's also based upon that spiritual preparation some people require more preparation than other people some people don't require as much preparation that's why you get some of those marriages where yo we we saw each other we met we was together for a week we knew it was that thing and then they together for like 20 30 years like you get those situations because some people, people have different needs, different desires. Some people don't require as much spiritual preparation as other people. But spiritual things do indeed need to be taught. And that's just the way it is. And, well, come on, Holy Spirit. Throw that conviction. He sprinkled, he, he sprinkled like some Zatarans. <laughs> Holy Spirit sprinkled a little, a little truth at the end just to throw a little extra spice on there. It's like, yeah, especially when you spent a whole lot of time in the world. When you spent a whole lot of time doing it the world's way, yeah, you got to unlearn and, and, and retrain your mind and your brain to get out that cycle and get into God's cycle and get into God's way, you know. And you, like the Holy Spirit spiked that extra, especially if you spent all that time out in the world. It takes, you know, whatever. But okay, that's it. I love y'all. That that's it. That's all. Didn't even whew, did not expect this to be as long as it was, but um I hope it provided some spiritual fruit. I hope it provided um a helpful spiritual reminder, something practical that y'all can take with y'all and use on a day-to-day -day basis in y'all real life. Okay. I pray that you stay safe healthy, and protected until we meet again in Jesus' name. I love y'all. Bye.
I left that wild, wild west. I'm from the wild, wild honey. And I'm never going back without that wild, wild money. This anointing deserves payment. You can skip that lame cloud chasing. Sending on the word got crazy hard like G stand for the Mason. I said he blessed those that bless me. Curse those that curse me. Been drinking living water 40 years. Praise God, my Lord, I'm still thirsty. He blessed those that bless me. Curse those that curse me. Been drinking living water 40 years. Praise God, my Lord, I'm still thirsty. Ah. to the episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I really hope it blessed you in Jesus name. I hope it gave you some spiritual fruit that you can take with you and scriptures that you can stand on. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to visit my YouTube channel, Arana Creates. That's spelled A-A-R-O-N-A-C-R-E-A-T-E-S. And also my website, also www.arana.com. AranaCreates.com. My original website, AranaTheVirgo.com, is still active and still has all of my merch, all of the podcasts, and the availability of giving a seat via PayPal or Cash App. My original website, AranaTheVirgo.com, is spelled A A R O N A T H E V I R G O.com. And my PayPal and Cash App is also Arana the Virgo, spelled A-A-R-O-N-A-T-H-E-V-I-R-G-O. Thank you for watching. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for listening, podcast people. I'll be doing this on YouTube, too. But I ain't going to forget about both of y'all. I love y'all both. Okay, bye.